0: Welcome to Quarantine Spook Show, I'm Kyle Kurezi. This is the show where I do improvised horror stories, where I pull out titles submitted by the audience, and I make up the stories from there. And if you have any titles you can submit, you can send them to quarantinespookshow at gmail.com or just contact me personally, if you can do it in a way that isn't creepy. When I do stories on the show, uh, I often ebb on the side of uh, doom and gloom. Sometimes I wonder if a night always calls for doom and gloom stories. When I think about the nature of kindness and how not only not only is there not enough of it in the world. penultimate antidote for doom and gloom or as well as anything can at least Okay, this story is called My Almond Joy. during a time when one ads in newspapers were totally a thing. Newspapers were easily accessible during that time. You'd find them in the street. A lot of people had subscriptions for them. They had a set of classified ads in case you were looking for a job. You can just spend an afternoon just circling stuff phone number, and you'd call them, and then you'd just show up for an interview that wouldn't take too long, and they'd be like, yeah, sure, you seem cool, you're hired. Took almost no time at all. This is a time before the rigorous safeguards of minimum wage jobs. He'd even make a decent living with minimum wage. But still, living in Philly, Harry worked really hard to try to find jobs. He would uh, stomp on the pay- pavement, as it were, drop off his CV and resume off to random places, random shops, random department stores. He'd had acquaintances that had a much better time trying to find jobs, but... There's no luck for Terry. Terry didn't quite grasp it, but... He creeped a lot of people out. It wasn't that he had bad skin or anything like that, he just, uh... There's something off about his aura. Or if someone was exposed to it, they would just be like, Yeah, I don't want anything to do with that. I don't know what's in that dude, but probably something nasty and evil. from Terry's point of view, he was just like a hapless chap, just being just looking to make a living in some regard. But still, he had his lucky red marker, and he circled all the classifieds he could find. Found one uh, classified that just said, "Be my almond joy." There's no other description behind it. Terry thought, "Oh, maybe it's a fetish or kink thing." But even so, that's in a different section of the newspaper, you know. But still, not many options. Terry gave uh, the person a call, and he's just like, "Oh, yes, you can come to my uh, come to my apartment. I live on Madison." Terry walked to Madison in an apartment tucked away in the outskirts of Center City. And he made it to the apartment. An old man answered. He gave one look at Terry, sensed his aura in the way that people are capable of sensing it, and he was just like, ah. Uh, you're the guy, I can tell. Terry was just like, uh, I, don't, I don't know about, guy, guy for what? If you're looking for a job, uh, almond base, that's cool. I mean, I like almonds, I guess. I eat them sometimes. Um, I gotta salt them, though. Um, you know. I've had almond milk before, that was, that was cool. One time I was trying to bake a cake with my sister, she tried to put a bunch of pecans in it, and then I. A bunch of almonds in it, and she was like, Why are you putting all these almonds in? I was just like, I don't know, I think they're better than pecans, and she's like, They're not better than pecans. And we had a big argument, and now we don't speak anymore. The old man nodded, just like, Ah, oh, yeah, it helps if you like almonds, but it's not necessary, of course. of man's apartment. Who, uh, he revealed his name to be Simon. Terry looked around and it seemed like Simon didn't clean his apartment in years. There's kitchen trash scattered all, the f- all over the floor near an already full uh, waste basket. The fridge was smelly and was leaking something, the glass in the microwave was broken, there was an empty pot pie cup inside, and the dishes. You don't want to hear about the dishes. There was no differentiation between grime and plate, through insect or silverware. So they both sat at a kitchen table, which was, uh, suspiciously the only surface clean, uh, in this kitchen area of his apartment. So Simon said, yeah, so it's a simple job. Uh, you can start today if you want. And Terry said, yeah, sure, that sounds great. I, uh, I'm, you know, excited to do it. Uh, what's the, uh, what's, what's the job? Simon said, Well, I can explain it as, as we go, but uh, that's necessary. But how about, I, you know, how about I tell you what the pay wage is? And Terry's just like, Sure, I'm listening. Hopefully, it's not like $7.25 an hour. And then Simon was like, No, 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 no. It's uh, I'll give you uh, just $100,000 for an afternoon's work. Terry found himself spacing out outside of the uh, during the sound of a vehicle uh, outside the townhouse. Sorry, it's $100,000? Uh, and Simon said, yeah, that's right. And Terry just backed up a little bit and he says, well, you don't have that kind of money, do you? And Simon said, yeah, honest to god I do. Here, I'll give you, a show you right now. So in a uh, stacks of hundreds. Simon showed Terry all the money. He handed Terry a wad. He's like, here, you can test if it's real if you want. Put it under the uh, light and see if it's... If uh, little Ben Franklin shows up. The new ones have watermarks now. Terry took a bill and just... Put it up under the, uh... The light fixture in the top of the room and... Yeah, it was as real as anything else. And Terry thought, like, maybe I can just... Take it? Would he notice? I didn't give him my name, really. There are lots of people in Philly. But then, without thinking about it, he handed the bills back to Simon. And Simon smiled and said, Huh, I knew I could trust you.
1: So
0: Terry said, Alright, so, uh, it's a job. And Simon said, Alright, I'll, I'll tell you the job right now. So Simon uh, set a large sack, a uh, plastic bag of almonds on the table and then slid it towards Terry. And then Simon said, Eat one. Terry's a little bit confused. He says, this is All I have to do is eat an almond. So he had one almond. It was, it was a pretty good almond. Well roasted, lightly salted. Just as he liked it. And Simon said, That's good. That's good. You're really good at it. Now eat another. And Terios was just like, Yeah, sure, I can do that. And yeah, another almond. Again, yeah, not a big deal. And then Salmos was just like, Alright, this, this is gonna work. Okay, now another. About uh, two dozen omens later, Terry started to deduce that uh, Simon just wanted to watch Terry eat one omen at a time for an indefinite amount of time. Uh, he looked at the bag like, and said, right, If I just finish the bag, I think I can get this money. So that's how the afternoon went. One almond at a time. Terry's already getting really full by the end of the bag. It already felt like he ate a day's worth of food in one sitting. He's starting to get really full and almost sick. So then Terry ate that last almond, and he's just like, "All right, Ugh. that's that's all the almonds I got." And Simon's just like, yeah, it is a lot of almonds. I'm very proud of you, Terry. Then Simon pulls up another clear plastic bag of almonds, larger than the last, and he's just like, alright, have an almond. And then Terry, one at a time, continues to eat almonds. Terry starts to get sick He doesn't let it show Or at least he doesn't think he does But he slows down his pace And then Simon said Oh you're, done. you're not gonna You're not gonna give up already And Terry was just like Um no it's fine It is a, it is a lot of almonds though Like a lot And Simon was just like Oh you can handle it So Terry kept eating, but uh, he was slowing down a little bit more. And Simon said, "I don't want you to. You gotta finish these almonds, you know. Don't give up on me yet." And Terry was just like, "I'm sorry. I'm just. It's, it's a lot of almonds." And Simon was just like, "Oh, I know what I can do." So Simon gets up, walks to one of his uh, kitchen drawers. pulls out a pistol and loads it with a bunch of bullets and then cocks it and then he returns to the table and rests his hand with the pistol down on the table and traversing the pistol at Terry Terry was just staring at the pistol and he stared at Simon and then Simon said "I." Uh, I find it is, it's a bit motivating uh, for, for my almond joys, you know? And it was far more motivating than Terry would want to admit. And so Terry kept eating. Still feeling sick and queasy with every every bite. Took all of his gumption to not vomit there in the spot. Simon seems to get a little bit fr- flustered or frustrated, and he's just like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna try something different." So then Simon grabs the bag and then slides it closer to his side of the table, pulls out an almond, and then tosses it, tosses it at uh, Terry's forehead, and then it falls onto the table. And then Simon said, "All right, now eat it." And then Terry eats the almond. Simon chucks another almond at Terry's face, hitting his nose and bouncing on the table once again, and then Simon says, all right, down it goes, and then again, Terry eats it. Simon throws another one, and it bounces off his face and uh, lands on the floor near Terry, and Terry bends to pick it up without Simon having to ask, but he already feels the pressure of uh, his stomach right then he feels like he's going to vomit, but instead, he eats that almond. As the afternoon draws to a close, Terry finishes the bag. Terry passes out on the table. He doesn't know how much time passes, but he wakes up. Sees that it's already deep at the night time. Simon's sitting across from him, smiling, with another full bag of almonds. And he keeps chucking almonds at Terry. Terry's too slow to react to them as they fall on the table and floor. So in a supreme desperate lethargy Terry just scoops all the almonds with his palms and eats them in big globs he goes on the floor and picks those up and eats them Then he pulls the bag close to him and then takes big handfuls and starts chewing on little piles of almonds in his hands chewing them up into pieces and then picking up the pieces that fall on the table and then Simon says, ah yes, that's it that's the stuff. As the night went on, Terry slowed down in his almond eating, but Simon was patient and watched with curiosity. And then by sunrise, Terry finishes the last almond in the bag. and stared at him for a bit he was pleased but also confused and stunned he slowly shook his head and just said I'd never, I've never seen anyone eat so many almonds before now Terry barely being able to speak barely remembering who he was he was just like oh yeah I ate all of them. it was really good alright, well, I guess, yeah. Guess you can take your money now. And Terry was just like, bruh? And Simon was just like, yeah, here we go. Put in a nice, uh, put in a nice bag for you in a backpack, duffel bag, however you want it. A little suitcase, but maybe that'll draw attention. And then Terry's just like, no, I gotta, I got a backpack, it's okay. So Terry unzips it, and then, uh, Simon puts some money in. Terry loosely counts it, and he's just like, all right, well, I'm heading out, see ya. And then Terry leaves, and he's once again on the streets of Philly, the sun rising, and $100,000 richer. He thought he could go home and sleep, but he wanted to celebrate somehow, use his cash in some way. On so a discreet spot, he goes into his bag, pulls out a two hundreds, and shoves them in his wallet. And then just walks around for a bit. Then he sees a Wawa, and I was like, "Yeah, they'll get a treat to celebrate, I guess." So he enters the Wawa convenience store. See some slushies, uh, some coffee. People getting coffee for the. uh, Morning day's work ahead, and he's just like, Oh, I guess I just got a lot of money. I guess I don't got to work for a while, I guess. So he's looking around for, like, something to snack on, Just peculiar, considering all the almonds he ate. Really, he should be hospitalized to some degree, or at least get a lot of bed rest. But still, he had a hunger that he couldn't quite pinpoint. Maybe he had a sense of victory, that he finally accomplished something with his life, life, even if there was only one witness to it. So he's looking through uh, different snacks and whatnot, and he sees a small bag of almonds available. Terry's just like, huh, I I can go for some almonds, yeah. So he buys the bag and eats them walking back to his house, one by one. He goes back to his place and crashes for two days straight. And then when he wakes up, he goes through his bag again and sees all the hundred thousand dollars there. And he says, "Like I still got a lot of money to spend. I'll save some of it, I guess. But I gotta do something cool with it at first. Night on the town, you know." So Terry calls a couple of friends, uh, he's just like, hey, I got a, got a nice payday, I was gonna hit the town, maybe the casino or something, you know, you wanna, you wanna hang out, and they're just like, oh, Terry, we don't, uh, we don't think you're, we think kinda weird, dude, you're, you know, and Terry's just like, nah, nah, come on, let's, sum up. I got over some shit, you know, so I think I'm, I'm good to hang out, I'm pretty chill now, come on, let me make it up to you for all the weird bullshit that I put you through. So he brings over two of his friends yeah, three of his friends come over Peter, Dan, and Jeff and Peter, Dan, and Jeff all knew each other fairly well and they all associated with Terry from time to time but none of them considered him a close friend and Terry's just like ah so glad you guys could come over and Peter's just like yeah, yeah it's pretty cool yeah haven't been near this apartment yet is it new and Terry's just like no I lived here for like uh four years and uh Peter's like oh well it's uh, it's nice it's good and Dan was just like yeah we haven't seen you in a while no one has Terry you doing all right and Terry's just like oh, I'm fine you know I'm just uh just doing my own thing you know usually how that goes and Dan was just like all right well if you're if you're good, then, yeah, let's hang out. Uh, talking about just like going to South Street, uh, you know, getting some, getting a sandwich there, and then maybe uh hitting a bar somewhere, wandering Center City or something. And then uh, Terry was just like, yeah, that's cool and all, but uh, I won't say that's quite my scene. Uh, I really want to go to the casino tonight, you know. I was thinking of Harris and Chester. Peter was just like, yeah sure, I like Harris. And then Dan and Jeff just obliged, like, yeah, sure, we can do a casino night. So they stop by the uh Wawa and get some almonds. Terry does, he gets some almonds. Peter, Dan and Jeff get some sandwiches. Something small, you know. Terry gets several bags of almonds, and he eats them one by one. Dan notices his uh, eating almonds. He's like, oh, Terry, you're not going to get a meal or anything? And then Terry's like, no, no, I'm uh, I'm just like, getting really really big on this uh, almond kick, you know? And Dan was like, uh-huh. Jeff kind of gave Dan a look. Dan was the always, always the one that was always concerned for... Terry about his well-being, about what he was up to. But Jeff and Peter didn't really want too much to do with him. Peter knew him the longest, but it was clear that Dan cared about them the most, and Jeff couldn't really care either way. So in Terry's car, they get into the they into uh, the casino. walking around, playing cards, doing slots and stuff. Jeff chooses not to gamble much. He's just uh, having a drink and smoking in the uh, smoking section of the casino. Peter and Dan are playing some cards together. And then Terry's at the slots. Grinding them away one by one. putting coins in with uh, nothing to lose. He was just like, oh my god, I got so much cash to spend. What the fuck do I do with it all? Shit. So eventually uh, everyone loses track of Terry because he just starts wandering around the casino. Finds a vending machine that uh, supplies almonds. So he puts some cash in and then uh, deposits out the almonds, uh, bag by bag. And he just sits by the vending machine and eats them all slowly, one almond at a time. He continues to wander the casino, finds more vending machines, and depletes them of almonds. Terry didn't realize that Peter, Dan, and Jeff had a hell of a time at the casino. 24 hours of gambling and drinking. Some of the, the Dan and Peter got lucky and were able to gamble a bit more. Jeff was just having a good time hanging out. And in Terry's absence, this was the one of the penultimate bonding experiences that Peter, Dan, and Jeff would having their lives together. And eventually dawn breaks, once again. And Peter, Dan, and Jeff are a little bit shit-faced, holding all each other, you know, so none of them fell over, and wandered out of the casino, laughing hysterically, about the night that they had together and all the memories that will come with it. And they're wandering around the parking garage, and then Dan's just like, oh shit, dude, where's Terry? And Peter's just like, oh fuck, we forgot about Terry. And Jeff's just like, ah fuck him, he's probably fine doing fine his whole life, he can he doesn't have to worry about it, whatever man and Dan's just like no, we gotta find Terry, he's a ride anyway and Jeff's just like, let's just take a taxi we'll call him when we get back and be like, hey man are you dead, and if he's like, no, then we got nothing to worry about and Peter's just like, yeah, but if, we, if he was like in a gutter somewhere, I'd feel really bad about it and then Jeff's sorry. alright she said, alright, let's go Let's go back from them. Let's, uh, take a look. So go back to the main entrance for Harris. uh, They're just like, uh, when was the last time anyone saw Terry? Probably when we first got here. Yeah, he was just grinding at the slots and disappeared. I think I saw him eating almonds once. Yeah, what's the deal with all those fucking almonds? He's really fixated on them. Ah, dude, I don't know. Let's just not worry about it, you know. We don't see him much anyway, whatever. So they go to the front desk, uh, do an intercom call for Terry, but no answer. And then they spend an hour, uh, looking for him. And they reconvene the parking garage, and just like, alright, so we can't find Terry, let's just get a taxi, um, I'm calm and call him, See if he made it back, alright. Then down uh, the parking garage lot, they see Terry by the car eating something from a bag, one at a time. And they went up to him, and then Peter was just like, Terry, what the hell happened to you, man? Terry just nodded with his mouth full. I was just like, pointed at the bag, and it was just like, we are getting a lot of almonds. I was just wandering uh, the city all night, looking for almonds, you know, went to stores, broke into people's houses. Didn't find a lot, but I found enough for now. And then Dan was just like, oh, it's not really, you know, it's not really safe to like wander out at night, you know, not in this area. Like, no, it's fine. I got what I needed. It's cool. And then Peter's just like, yeah. So uh, anyway, we're uh, we're winding down. We had a great night. Uh, we can tell you about it on the drive. But uh, we're all pretty much ready to go home. Terry's just like, oh, ready. But uh, we're we're just getting started. Peter's just like, started with what? You know, we just, we're just gonna go home. We can just get a taxi if you still want to keep hanging out or whatever. Terry's just like, don't you want to get breakfast or anything? You know, it's my treat. You can do a, go to a Waffle House or something. It'd be cool. Maybe running, running ter- terminals open? I don't know. And Jeff's just like, oh, Terry, I don't know. I'm getting really tired. And then Peter said, oh, well, actually, I can go for some breakfast. And Dan was just like, yeah, Jeff. we can. Let's, let's just all get breakfast together. You know, we had a hell of a night. It'd be really cool to, you know, swap stories and all that. Jeff was like, all right, yeah, just one breakfast, but I really got to crash, you know, or work the next day, so I really just want to sleep the rest of this day off, you know. So they drive back into the city. Terry's at the wheel. He's not really saying much. He just talking about things like a tour guide, you know, points out different buildings. He was just like, ah, oh, I remember when, uh, I remember that building, uh, broke my, I chipped my tooth when I was eight, uh, outside of it. Right on that fire hydrant, even. And Jeff was like, yeah, it's, a uh, great, Terry. Cool. So they're driving through Center City, and, uh, they pass through writing Terminal. And then a parking garage nearby. And then Jeff said hey Terry, uh, there was a running terminal I uh, saw a parking garage that we can go to And Terry's just like oh, no we're not gonna get breakfast there. We got a better spot. So then Terry pulls up to a more desolate area in and around Philly in Upper Derby. And he finds this they find the they go to this grocery store. It wasn't a chain that they, none of, that. Uh, Peter, Jeff, and Dan knew, it was just called Pabst, like Pabst Blue Ribbon, but it uh, was a grocery store. It seemed like it's been around for a while, it had all that sweet uh, linoleum yellow tiling, the dirty shelves that were rusting over, all the staples of a not so great grocery store. Back at them as they're going in, and then Jeff's just like, "Hey Terry, does this place have like a food somewhere? Sandwiches or whatever? Could you go for an eggs? You know, if I want to just do like a grab a go thing, I could just uh stop by a while, while on my way home, man. Come on." And Terry's just like, "No, we are here at uh seven o'clock. They only do it at seven o'clock, and you know I don't want to miss it. You're gonna you're gonna love it. It's gonna be great." So they enter to the far end of the grocery store. And it looks like a bakery, but uh, with nuts. It's all based on nut preparation. Roasting nuts, making nuts out of milk. That was Pabst's specialty, having a superb selection of nut-based treats one of a kind in the city, if not the country. And then Jeff is like, listen, Terry, I'm gonna go get a taxi, you know. Good good luck to you or whatever. And Terry's just like, shh, 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 it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. And then the, uh, the nut baker, uh, I guess I'll call him, uh, showed up with a tray of almonds and he kind of jumped a little and looked surprised. He was just on the tail end of a graveyard shift. He wasn't really waiting for anyone to be there in anticipation for the nut unveil. then Terry was like, ah, oh, those are the almonds for today? And then the uh, baker was just like, yeah, it's uh, the first tray of them at least. Terry was just like, yeah, that's great. I'll just take take all of them. And then Peter was just like, Terry, you don't really have to buy all every all those almonds. And Terry was just like, no, it's cool. I have the money. So after all the trays of almonds were being out, they were all bagged and. Terry bought all of them. There were 20,000 almonds. All in different individual bags. And then he handed a bunch of bags to Peter, Dan, and Jeff. And Terry was just like, alright, I gotta help, gotta help me bring these to my car. And then Jeff was just like, motherfucker, this, is this why you wanted us over? And Terry was just like, no, no, we were hanging out and stuff, but I can't carry this all myself, you know? I wanna make different trips. So I gotta eat all these almonds. And Peter was just like, Terry, you're not gonna eat all these almonds. And Dan was just like, yeah, you're gonna get really sick. And Terry was just like, no, I'm like a fucking almond pro. I am the almond joy. Alright. And then Jeff just dropped the bags that uh, Terry handed him, and he was just like, no, fuck you, I'm not doing it. And Terry was just like, Jeff, buddy. Come on. Jeff was just like, no, get out of here. I'm not, I'm just taking a taxi. I don't care. Peter, Dan, it was fun hanging out. I'd love to chat about it. You know, maybe we can have, hang out next week, but I gotta fucking get out of here. So then Terry grabbed a bag of almonds. And he was wait, wait, Jeff, I gotta show you something. And then Jeff was just like, what? So then, uh, Terry takes an almond from the bag, and then he eats one, and he's just like, "So just do that, okay?" And then Jeff is just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Then Terry tosses a almond at Jeff, hitting him right in the face, and Jeff backs away and says, "Get the fuck away from me, man." Jeff backs up, and Terry uh, chucks more almonds at him, one at a time. Jeff just starts to walk away in a very masculine, pre-fight strut. Terry follows him, just chucking almonds at him, one at a time, just like, come on, try it. Eventually, they're in the parking lot of the grocery store. And then once Terry chucks another almond at Jeff, Jeff was just like, Terry, you know where your fucking problem is? You're just like, fucking, you're fucking nuts. Not in a way that's, like, sympathetic. You don't have any, like, you know, it's not like a, you know, the things wrong with your brain are things that are unfixable. You're just fucking rotten, man, you know. It's not even a matter of coping. It's not just, like, mental health stuff you were born with or something that came from trauma. You're just, like, sick. You're just something fucking off about you, man. Just just get away from me, dude. And then Terry just stood there his eyes watering a little bit. And then just Jeff walked across the street and went to a paid phone to call a taxi, and Terry watched him during the whole time, even up to when the taxi showed up and picked up Jeff. Terry started to have a tear in his eye. Not for the scorn that Jeff showed Terry, or even really caring about Jeff at all. Terry just muttered to himself, he he doesn't understand he doesn't understand the almond joy so he drops off the bag that he has in his car and then goes back inside the grocery store and just sees all the bags of almonds uh, splayed out on the counter and some on the floor, some are ripped open and then the the nut uh, roaster was just like, yeah, I'm prepper he was just like, yeah, he just, uh, he just left I don't know both of them, I guess. Your friends, I don't know. I can help you carry your stuff if you want. Terry Dodd so is just like, Yes, thank you. I do want the help of someone else who understands. And the nut prep guy uh, who roasted the nuts and made the milks so was just like, uh, Okay, sure. So the guy steps out behind the counter and then, uh, Harris is like, wait, I have to finish these. So he gets on his hands and knees and starts to pick up the almonds that spilled over and eats them one by one, very slowly. Really trying the grocery store workers' patience, just eating these nuts uh, one at a time. And then the worker's just like, you know, I can put those in a different bag if you want, or I can rinse some of it if you'd like. And then Harris is like, no, no, it has to be the right way. So after 20 minutes of Terry eating almonds off the floor, both him and the uh, nut prepper uh, bring the bags to Terry's car. And Terry drives off back to his house. And he says, finally, the real work can be done. So he goes in and he uh, brings the bags of almonds in. Know what was going to happen, but he was excited nonetheless, but he knew what he had to do, so he just sat on his comfiest chair, turned on the TV and watched Jerry Springer in the background, and then started to eat some almonds, one at a time, just like the way Simon taught him. He had a glass of water so he could stay hydrated, but he mainly focused on the, al- on the almonds. He kept a specific rhythm to it too, just while random cable was playing in the background. He would just eat one almond at a time. And then if he got bored, he would just like toss an almond up, catch it in his mouth. He would sleep while he tried to eat these 20,000 almonds but it'll just be in the same chair. He didn't get up to bathe or shower or anything like that. He just dedicated his existence to eating all those almonds. Now, what Terry was feeling inside of him isn't probably what you or I would call joy. But to Terry, it was a supreme joy, a true bliss. Eating all these almonds one at a time. Sometimes they were better than the last. Sometimes a little bit worse. Sometimes they were exactly the same. And that's just how he liked it. The days turned into weeks, he started to feel a transformation occur. One he did not anticipate, but one that he embraced. It was about two months that passed since Terry started to eat all these almonds. Simon was at a in his in his uh, townhouse apartment building. He was going down to collect his mail. He too haven't hasn't showered, and he also ate a lot of almonds. But then he felt something stir in his heart, and he thought to himself, "It can't be. Could it be? Has my life savings finally paid off?" hasn't left his house uh, for a long period of time in about two years, other than stepping outside or staying on the block, getting simple groceries like that, but he hasn't trekked across town in quite some time, but still, the sensation in he sensed something, that he must a place that he must go to, he had a feeling he knew what it was, but he just trusted his own ethereal intuition. He got on the bus, grabbed a little bag of almonds, and ate them one at a time, in anticipation to see what he would see. Lassa, uh, his bus made it to uh, Terry's block. He only met Terry the one day, and didn't know where he lived, but he knew where he had to go. Simon went into an alley and climbed on a dumpster and hopped on a fire escape and climbed up the ladders to a to an open window. He had the feeling that the window was open for him. He was in Terry's apartment, and he looked around the room, he saw the television was on, but then he looked at the chair, and he saw what he didn't quite expect, but something he always wanted to see. It was just a giant almond, pure and round in shape, but also bristled on the edges in very minute ways. Simon wept at the sight, he never thought he'd see anything like it in his whole life. He approached it slowly, and he could hear a voice muffled inside. It was something that was trying to be loud, but muffled by the hard exterior shell of the almond. It could have been screaming, it could have been crying. Plea for help or a plea of desperation or a plea of agony. And then Simon got closer to this giant disturbing almond and started to crawl onto the chair, started to spoon the almond and caress it, cradle it, and Simon rubbed his hand all along the almond. put his lips on it and took a small bite, and then the screams inside the almond grew louder and louder, still quiet enough so that no one outside of the apartment could hear. But Simon was chewing on it, and it was the best almond flavor that he's ever had in his life. He never thought he would live to taste such a delicious almond, and it was all for his for the taking. So as the screams and cries and agony kept going inside the Almond Simon just leaned in closer closer. I was just like shh shh shh. Sh- it's okay. It's okay My little Almond Joy That was Quarantine Spook Show. I'm Kyle Carrezzi. And good night.